episode 370 or 381, depending on what you're listening to, the Morbius Review. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and this might be a uh, little bit confusing. It's definitely going to be a little bit uh, different. I'm doing something different here by killing two birds with one stone. You could almost call this a, a crossover episode, except it's like an inverse crossover episode. A crossover episode is when you take, you know, people from one thing and then people from another thing, and then they they come into the the thing together, and and the two things come together. But this is actually doing one thing and putting it out in two different places. Um, I'm going to post the same episode to both Welcome to Level Seven which is my Marvel podcast for those of you who are listening to Strangers and Aliens and to Strangers and Aliens, which is my pop culture Christianity podcast for those of you listening to Welcome to Level 7 right now. And I know there are some of you who listen to both of them. And so I wanted to clear up any confusion that you might have if you do typically listen to both. Now, normally I would cover Marvel movies on both podcasts. Uh, I do it with a different bent to the conversation. There's different people on each podcast. So on Welcome to Level 7, I'd be talking about the movie with Stuart and Samantha, depending on who's available for the movie that weekend. Strangers and Aliens, typically in the old days, I'd be going on a road trip with uh, with Evan. Uh, or if it was a big enough movie, we would try and make, make plans so that, that Steve could go and see it as well. And we could all talk about it together. But for this episode, I, I, my, my co-hosts didn't see the, the movie, which actually might be a little bit of a preview of what this review is, is going to sound like. So anyway, I went and saw Morbius and I have to say there's not too much for me to say. So this episode is going to be short and to the point, and that's okay in my book. At least I hope it's Okay. Uh, I also hope it's going to be short and to the point because sometimes I'll say that and I just start using words. And some of you know I love words. I love my words. Probably love my words a, a little bit, a little bit too much. So if you've ever edited any of my scripts, you know what I'm talking about. But I also know I need to get rid of words when I'm editing my my scripts. But again, I'm I'm already using too many words to talk about how much I I love my words. So. <laughs> Let's move on. Talk a little bit also about how this episode is going to be structured. This episode is going to be almost completely spoiler free, except I want to talk about the post credit scene. And there's no way I can talk about that post credit scene without spoiling. So there will be a spoiler organ warning if you do not want to be spoiled. But when it comes to specifics, I can't avoid spoilers with the post credit things that happened but everything else is going to be pretty much spoiler spoiler free so let's talk about why no co-hosts first of all steve hasn't gone to see uh any movies in theaters uh in a long while and and that a lot of that has to do with with covid and so some of the uh strategies that that studios have had of allowing people to stream things at home has actually fit that part of his lifestyle very well and uh unfortunately this movie was not one that was 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 allowed him to do that. Evan, on the other hand, just had no plans to see it. I contacted Evan and said, do you plan to see this? He's moved away. And so it's a little harder for me and him to coordinate these days. And so um, normally we would go on a road trip for for this movie. This would be a candidate for a road trip because it is Marvel. And it would have been an interesting one to do. 
maybe, uh, maybe not. But anyway, I asked him if he had any plans and he didn't. And that's totally understandable because he just moved and his, his, uh, his life got flipped, turned upside down, so to speak. And so he's, he's out there doing a new job. And, and so I, I asked him if he was planning to, and he said, no. Uh, Samantha did plan to go see. So now we're with the welcome to level seven, uh, hosts, Samantha did plan to go. Um, but then through the conversation, uh, she had things going on. And as I started explaining to them, look, I don't want you to spend money on this. If, uh, if you don't want to, and if you feel obligated to go, I don't want you to feel obligated to go and see this movie just out of obligation for the podcast. I don't want you to have to take time and money. Uh, and again, this is kind of getting into my review of, of the movie. Um, Samantha did plan to go, but then some things came up. She got busy and felt relieved that I was telling her, you know, you don't worry about it. It's okay. Stuart, on the other hand, was so busy. He just knew he wasn't going to be able to go and he wasn't going to make time for this movie. If this had been Dr. Strange, he probably would have made time even amidst whatever he was busy with, but it wasn't. So he didn't. And yeah, all different reasons, but a big part of it just comes down to I didn't want them to any of them to to put themselves out to go and see a movie that I just it's not that I didn't like it. I kind of did, but it's it's I'm just going to use two words a lot in this episode, mediocre and cliché. It was kind of mediocre. It was kind of cliché, and there's just not really any urgency to see this. This is not push forward any MCU stuff. Uh it, re- it references some stuff from the Sony and Venom side of the what's now the MCU multiverse, but it's mostly a standalone movie, which is actually kind of refreshing. But because it's a standalone mediocre movie, it becomes something I'm not going to like try and push people like you got to make time to see this thing. I-, I just wasn't going to do that. So, yeah. Now, does it tie into MCU stuff? Yes, there are some references and some things. There's also some things I can't talk about because of spoilers, but I will be talking about when I get to the spoiler portion of this episode. So anyway, I like to talk about my movie-going experience. My movie-going experience for this movie was pretty much the same as my review for this movie. It was just kind of mediocre. I went and saw the movie. There was uh, you know, not a whole lot of people in the theater, but it wasn't like there were only 10 people in the theater. There was... I don't know, maybe quarter of the way filled up. I had some popcorn that was kind of good. And uh, I had some some Diet Coke that was solidly okay, you know? So <laughs> my movie-going experience just kind of fit in with the whole theme of what this episode is going to be about. And all these things that I'm saying is not to say that the movie is bad. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't wasn't great. I... I I'd hesitate to even call it good. I, 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 it's not bad. It's not good. It's in the middle. It's, it's mediocre. It just, everything about this movie just pushes the movie right into the territory of, of mediocrity. It's a movie that's built on, it's built on cliche. And, and that means it's built on things that are tried and true. It's built on tropes that, that work. It's built on ideas that you've seen before, But the reason you've seen it before is because it's been done so many times. And the reason it's been done so many times is because it works. It works. Have you seen a movie about a scientist doing experiments that are well-meaning but dangerous? Well, you've seen this movie then. Have you seen a movie about a man becoming a monster and trying to control his urges? 
you've seen this movie. Although the controlling urge thing does allow them to do a really kind of funny callback to uh, a major, major Marvel hero. It's not a reference. It's it's well, it is a reference, but it's not a it's not an MCU reference. It's just a reference to a character. And, and it got one of the bigger laughs out of me anyway. And I, I did laugh. I laughed a couple times. It's not terrible. It's just not not great. Uh, have you seen a movie about a hero facing an enemy that is a reflection of himself? You've seen this movie. Have you seen a movie about a hero facing the enemy within himself? You've seen this movie, and these are all things I've seen them before. You've seen them before. If you haven't seen them before and go see this movie, then this might be a different experience for you. But, um, but I've seen the cliches before, and they work. I've written some of the cliches before because they work. It's not a bad thing. It's just not a great thing. Yeah, I, I don't have to spoil this movie for you because the movie spoils itself for you. There's one or two kind of heavy handed uh, foreshadowing things going on. And uh, there's also um, some things where it just spoils the movie for you because you've seen this movie before and you know how it goes. And that's not a bad thing. I keep saying that over and over again. Maybe I should stop. But I just want to get it across like it, it's not a bad thing it's just not a great thing so i'm going to read my uh, letterbox review my letterbox review usually i try and do a seven word movie review and, and um and then i give a star rating so i give this movie a two and a half star rating dead center <laughs> and my my review is this hashtag seven word movie review competent rehash of superhero horror movie cliches and then I say Morbius is solidly okay, and it serves to muddy the waters of the MCU multiverse nicely. So that was my that was my review. <clears throat> so, like I've said, have you seen a vampire movie with a sympathetic protagonist? You've seen this movie before. But the other thing I need you to understand is, as many times as I'm saying you've seen this movie before, understand this is a movie made by professionals, and it's better than some of the garbage that you might have seen that's rehashing this stuff before. And it's also worse than some of the great movies that you've seen doing this. I will give them credit. There are moments of interesting cinematography, especially in the fight scenes. But to me, they don't elevate it above the cliches that they are. And Matt Smith, he's in this. He's good in his role. And you won't be surprised to hear that. But he's good in his role. And... There's some things that kind of hold him back, and I couldn't figure out if it was direction that was holding him back, if it was his choices that were holding him back, or in some cases, if it was some of the effects or prosthetics that were were holding him back. I, I don't know. Uh, Jared Leto, he was he was solid in this. Uh, he was a competent lead. Uh, there's some wisecracking cops who just strolled right off the set of, of Law & Order or strolled off the set of an 80s action movie. They're not the stars of that 80s action movie but they are part of an 80s action movie and while they bring a little bit of humor they also just feed the cliche monster but they're fine uh, but that's the problem everything with this movie is fine i saw someone complain that the reason no one likes this movie is that they were spoiled by the mcu and, and i don't think that's true the mcu ha is good you know but I guess and maybe we are spoiled by it because the MCU, what they do is 
They take things that have already been done, sometimes many times, sometimes many times by them. (laughs) But they also try to give it a twist that elevates it. They bring in actors who elevate it. And I feel like they bring in directors who maybe aren't like the most visionary directors you can get, but they are competent directors. And uh, all of the different things in the mix, and then you throw in Kevin Feige, and, and you've got a mix of things that are taking the sci-fi superhero cliche, I guess, and and elevating it a little bit. And, and that's just not what's happening here. This is a movie that, that just sits in the cliche. Um, it, it, it just kind of welcomes you in and says, hey, join me here in the cliche. It's comfortable and doesn't ask much from you. Uh, so that's, I mean, I talked a little bit about style, a little bit about the, the story, the plot. Um, to kind of jump into theme a little bit thematically, you've seen it all before. It's about overcoming the evil within and and fighting the urge to do wrong and and fighting the selfish impulse and instead using your power to help people because with great power comes great responsibility and and they do so by by bringing in a a, a villain that reflects the worst of the of what the hero could be and again it's not a bad thing it's a perfectly valid thematic line to walk it's perfectly valid because I, I agree with it. You know, I, I believe that we do have inner impulses that we do need to fight. And, and I like watching a superhero movie where they are taking what could be our internal battles and, and putting it up on the screen and, and putting it in the, the metaphorical clothing of a, of a superhero story. It's, it's perfectly fine, you know, and it's something that, like I said, you know, that's something I, agree with. And I, I think it is something to explore. It's just been seen before and I could go on and on, but I'm, I'm not going to, that's why this is going to be a short episode because this is something where I could go on and on and on about all the things I've seen before, but I just get repetitious and I've already gotten repetitious. So anyway, you want to hear me complain and rant, then follow me past the spoiler organ and into the post credit of this movie. Probably, I don't know if I'm going to sigh a lot or if I'm going to just make myself get worked up and angry or if I'm just going to throw up my hands and say, you know, whatever. Um, but anyway, back to this spoiler free 2.5 stars. I recommend it to someone who has time on their hands and they like vampire movies or they like superhero movies or they like superhero vampire movies. Um, you know, like Forever Night. Remember that show? Yeah. This is a lot like Forever Night. Yeah, I haven't watched that in a long, long time. I wonder if it holds up. Then again, I have seen this movie, so I have seen it recently. But anyway, uh, there's some disturbing imagery. It earns its PG-13. And that is it for my spoiler-free review of this movie. I'm going to play the spoiler organ right now. And then I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about the post-credit scene in Morbius. Spoilers. 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 Okay, what is that? What is that? That Here's what that is. That's Sony saying, you know, taking a look at the toys and instead of saying, hey, we want to we want to bring our toys and play with you. That's Sony saying, no, that toy there, it's mine. 
Mine, give it to me. Give it to me. The post credit scenes in this movie. The first one, if you haven't seen it before, I played the spoiler organ, so I'm going full spoiler here. Michael Keaton is in prison. He disappears from prison in the prime MCU universe. And he reappears in the prison in the Sony Venom side of the uh, MCU multiverse. And it's kind of interesting. There's some interesting ideas just in that quick scene where they're talking about like, hey, where'd this guy come from? Should he be released from prison? He has to go to a short arraignment and he gets left let out of prison because they don't even know who he is. He doesn't exist in this universe. Okay, so that's kind of interesting. And then uh, between that scene and the next scene, he pulls together an exact or almost exact replica of his vulture costume from the MCU Prime universe. And Morbius has bought a really nice sports car, um, like a really nice one. And he's speeding along and he's in the desert and he comes to a stop. He jumps out. And then Vulture lands next to him and says, we got to find out what's going on here. Uh, let's let's do some good. I don't know what's going on here, but it has something to do with Spider-Man. Let's find out and let's do some good. So I don't know if they're setting up the Sinister Six in this universe as like a series of anti-heroes. I don't know. Are we going to get the Andrew Garfield movie where he maybe exists in the Venom verse? I think that could be really kind of cool if that's how they kind of take that story a little bit further clearly that universe is not the toby Maguire one i don't think so anyway they do know about a spider-man i think i mean the way that michael keaton talks about spider-man he seems to expect morbius to know who spider-man is so you know this could be sony's bid to like okay we got this michael keaton guy over here i don't know why they brought him over from the mcu and didn't just have him be a variant from that universe i don't know but uh this is what they did and you know are they setting up their own sinister six movie finally maybe but does it make sense not too much and it's feeling like DC where they were trying to pull together. Let's make the movies and we'll build up to Justice League and then we'll give solo movies. And and they didn't allow it time to breathe. I mean, I'll, I'll still say as far as cinematic universes go, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is probably the best, especially at the beginning of building it up, bringing it together and launching from there. You know, you got those very simple Captain America, Thor, Iron Man and Hulk movies and then you bring them all together and then launch out from there and just allow things to expand and this just feels like hey we're going to do that but instead of a movie we're going to use a post credit <laughs> yeah so it muddies the waters just because it just kind of I don't understand like how did what happened with you know within the the movie the this this uh No Way Home movie how did the crack send Adrian Toomes to a place that he wasn't there before. I, yeah, you just have to say to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax, I guess. But anyway, that's how it ties into the MCU. And what I told Samantha and Stuart was, I wish you could just watch those post credit scenes so you can just see that, know what's going on. But there's also been a bunch of articles that have gone out and around, uh, 
But just like Venom 2, where it sends him over into the MCU so he can show up in the post-credit in No Way Home, um, it's just these quickie things where they're trying to like just pull the threads together. I do appreciate that Morbius as a movie stands alone, but when you put this kind of post-credit there, it just makes it feel more confusing. And I have a feeling that they're going to kind of retcon a little bit. Um, what really happened in these, the, this post credit. So we'll see, we'll see. But my, my big theory is that Andrew Garfield is going to end up fighting the sinister six in this universe. And that we're going to find out that this is Andrew Garfield's universe and he'll get to fight venom finally on his own uh, when he didn't even know what a venom was uh, before. So, Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the episode. That's the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm not using any music because I'm putting this out in two different podcasts and I don't want to have to edit two things. So <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Thank you so much for listening, though. Thank you for spending time with me here at Strangers and Aliens or Welcome to Level 7. You can find more episodes at strangersandaliens.com or welcome to level7.com. And until next time, no matter what universe you're traveling to or through, I want to wish you Godspeed.